You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 218. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, and I am super excited to have you hanging out with me today for this podcast. Now, this episode's a little bit different to the other ones. Um, If you've been listening along, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I tend to cover topics around communication, public speaking, um, networking, building confidence, and they're very actionable, you know, how-to focused episodes. Now, today is a little bit different, and I'm going to be sharing my story with you. I'll be sharing my the, the story of my business journey, and I was inspired to do this because, you know, yesterday I was listening to a podcast with Carrie Green, who is the founder of the Female Entrepreneurs Association, and I've been following her. I discovered her recently. She's not paying me to say this, by the way. I discovered her recently through her YouTube channel, and I immediately connected with her message um, and I immediately signed up to her membership site and I heard a podcast where she was talking about how she got to that point, so what she was doing before that, and I found it really fascinating. So that's one reason why. Another reason why is um, you might recall uh, when I spoke with Dr. Kristen Guillory in episode, I think it was 215, she was talking about why your personal story is powerful and she was explaining how um, how much people resonated with her when she shared her story. So, you know, I want to walk the talk and, um, and share that with you um, today. So it is going to be a little bit different to um, most of my episodes I won't necessarily be sharing actionable how-to step-by-step instructions on how to do something, but I do hope, well, my goal for this episode is for at least to give you some context as to why I'm doing what I'm doing and to share with you, you know, some of the the, the steps that I've taken along the way to get to where I've been, to, to get to where I am. And maybe if you are thinking of starting your own business or getting outside of your comfort zone, uh, creating something new, doing a new project, whatever it is, I I do hope to um, inspire you somewhat to to take that action and um, and make that leap for whatever it may be. Um, Now, before we get into that, I do want to give a shout out to the Project Management Institute Melbourne. Um, They had me speak at their monthly meeting. So it was to about 120 project managers and um, it was at the NAB building in Melbourne. And I was talking about how to work well with others. So we, we talked about how do you effectively engage your stakeholders. And um, if you were at that event and you are now listening, then I um, I want to say a big welcome to you and thanks so much for, for tuning in. And I hope to, that you get um, a lot more value from the podcast as well, you know, adding on to what you got from the session. Now, I'm also videoing this, which I don't usually do, um, but I'm creating a video which is going to go on YouTube and I'll put a snippet of it on LinkedIn as well. So if you want to see the footage of me <laughs> talking to camera, making my crazy hand movements, um, then by all means, um, check out the show notes. I'll put the link there um, at thecmethod.com slash 218. All right, let's get into it. And I did take some notes here because I wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, leave anything critical out. So let's let's start at the beginning where I started my career. Some of you might know already that I started off in architecture. That's what I studied at university 
And I started working for a corporate architecture firm, you know, after I graduated. And I was there for a number of years and I really enjoyed it. You know, I loved it. I loved getting involved. I loved working with people. Um, I loved the challenges that it presented and all the new things I was learning. And I was planning to work my way up and become director of, of, you know, a large firm. That was my goal. And it was interesting though, because with architecture, to get qualified as an architect, you have to sit these stringent exams and you have to study for a long time. And as I was going through that process of learning what it, or you know, how to be a practicing architect, I learned that it was, well, I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, the, I mean, people who are in architecture, they love it. They love being architects. They love design. They love getting in there and, and watching a, a built project come to life. Um, but there's also a lot of stress involved and a lot of unknowns and a lot of, um, putting out fires and dealing with, 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 um, with issues that arise as tends to happen in a construction project. And I realized that that was not what I wanted, um, it, for my life. And, uh, and, and that was one thing that got me thinking, okay, maybe I don't want to do architecture. So I started to think of, okay, what could I do that, that's different? Around the same time, I was reading a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Now that book changed my life. I remember picking it up. My friend recommended it to me. Um, I remember picking it up and on the back cover, it said, you know, uh, you know, leave, leave your job, you know, work, work anywhere, you know, leave the nine to five, um, do what you love, that sort of thing. And I was like, I don't need this book. I love my job. Why, why would I read this? But because it was recommended, I thought I'll give it a go. One chapter in, I was like, I hate my job. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I'm out. I leave. I want to leave. (laughs) And so that book did have a profound impact on me. And, um, part of it was realizing that, in the work environment where I was in, I felt like it didn't matter how hard I worked or how little I worked, I would still get paid the same, right? Because I tried really hard and that was great fun. and But but then I, I started to slack off as I lost enthusiasm and no one said anything. And I was like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing something where I, I, I want to feel like I'm doing a really good job and, and that I want to um, – work really hard and get rewarded for that. I also got really frustrated with being told when I could take a holiday. You know, we had certain amounts of days of leave we were allowed to take and those were generally during the peak season. And so I remember thinking, okay, if you're going to force me to take three weeks off over Christmas, I'm going to go somewhere really cool. I'm going to go to New York City. So I go to look at flights. I'm Googling flights to New York City and they're three thousand dollars you know they triple the price of what they normally are and I got so mad I was like why is someone else telling me when I can take a holiday I want to be it's my life I should be able to choose when I take a holiday so all of these things combined it wasn't just one thing it was all these things combined led me to going you know what I I I'm, I'm done I want to do something else now having read the four-hour work week I didn't know what I wanted to do no idea my idea was um well actually I was I remember very clearly I was trying to think of ideas and then one day I was cycling to work and an idea popped into my head. Why don't you help architecture students and graduates 
to develop strong public speaking and presentation skills. Now, this was something that I'd gone through myself in architecture school. I'd learned how to develop public speaking skills and I had applied them in the workplace with much much success. And I thought, you know what? What if I was to help architecture and design students at this, like when they're at school, so that they're already um, they already have those skills by the time they get to the workplace. They're going to be much more effective. I thought it's genius. So I thought I'm going to write an ebook. Right? I'm going to write an ebook. This is my idea. I'm going to write an ebook that's about developing communication and speaking skills for students, and I'm going to sell that ebook and make millions of dollars. Right? Genius. And then with that million dollars, I'm going to go lie on a beach in Thailand and then figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. That was my plan. So I got very excited about this plan and I started to, you know, think of ideas. What do I call my website? You know, how do I do this? And then I remember getting into podcasts because I was Googling, you know, how to create a website or how do you create a an ebook, how do you sell stuff online? And I came across um, Pat Flynn. I came across Cliff Ravenscraft, who both did podcasts. And I thought, hey, these podcasts are pretty cool. And I thought to myself, you know what? What if I, instead of doing an ebook, what if I created a podcast for design students? Because students tend to, well, especially architecture students, tend to spend their time listening to music as they're making their models or, or whatever, um, rather than reading. So that was my idea. Now, Cliff Ravenscraft was running a course at the time called Podcasting A to Z, and it was $2,000 American, and it was a four-week online course, and it was the most I'd ever spent on myself. And I was afraid of making this investment, but I thought, you know what? I really want this. And I signed up for the course And it was one of the best decisions I'd ever made because I was able to connect with other newbie podcasters and I learned not just the technical side of it, but I also formed a great network um, and friendships with people who did the the course as well, Um, many of whom I'm still connected with um, today. And so I launched my podcast in November 2013 for design students. Now, at this stage, I had no intention of being a speaker. I had no intention of being a coach, but what I did was I was, I told people about my idea and I said, Hey, you know, people said, Oh, what do you do? And I said, Oh, well, I've, I've launched this podcast. It's for design students. This is what it's all about. And I remember one woman saying to me, you know, universities will pay you for this stuff. You know, they will pay you to speak to their students. I said, Oh, I had no idea, but that had never occurred to me. So with that spark of idea, I approached one of my old lecturers and I said, hey, can I interview you on the podcast? That's a great way to get your foot in the door, podcasting. And he said, sure. So I interviewed him. And then afterwards he said, you know what, Christina, this would be really helpful for my students. Would you mind coming in and doing a guest lecture? I said, sure. So that led to my very first speaking engagement. And I was paid as well, which was a bonus. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? You're going to pay me to talk to your students about this stuff? And that's when it planted the seed. And I gave that presentation and I absolutely loved it. And I thought, you know what? This could be a thing. Maybe this is a thing that I could develop. So fast forward, February 2014, I quit my job and I leave 
I go overseas. I take my life savings, right? It was a house deposit amount. And I thought to myself, do I really want to buy a house right now? It just it didn't feel right to me. But I thought, you know what? I have an opportunity here. I'm going to take this money and I'm going to go away and just explore and learn a whole bunch of new things, meet a whole bunch of new people. And that's exactly what I did. I lived in um, – so first I moved to New York City and I lived there for three months. I'm very grateful that my uncle resides there. He has an apartment and he wasn't living there at the time. So I was able to stay in his apartment in Manhattan for a very low um, monthly rent, which for which I will be forever grateful because New York is freaking expensive. So I was there for three months and during that time I connected with as many people as I could. I met, I went to networking events, I went to speakers, meetups, I told everyone about my idea and all this time I was continuing to to create this podcast uh, called Presentation Skills for Design Students, by the way. That was the name of the podcast, very niche. Now, mind you, I didn't make any money during this time. I think in 2014 I made $300.00. I wasn't because I didn't learn much about sales at all. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no business education. All I knew was that all I knew was how to create content and create valuable content. So I was just putting out all this free content and I did free talks around the place. I got to speak at the New York Institute of Technology. I got to speak at Pratt Institute, which was super cool. But I didn't have the confidence to sell my products yet. In fact, I didn't even have a product. Um, I did have a few people reach out to me for coaching and I think I charged them like $100 for an hour or 90 minutes or something like that. But that only happened a few times during that year. Um, so during that year, 2014, that was essentially my year of exploration, my year of travel. And I've heard people say, well, business experts say that that first, that first year or the first um, – that first year is all you tend to explore. You know, you don't really know what you're doing and you're you're putting feelers out. And I found myself responding to it's so interesting. When you start putting stuff out there, you get different responses back from different people. And this can lead to that shiny object syndrome where you go, oh, maybe I could be doing this or maybe I could be doing that. And I found myself um, doing that a lot during that year. Um, Something that I started to do was to get people's attention to be guests on my podcast. I started making them videos and not just any video. I would make a customized, funny, fast paced, in your face video. And I made these for quite influential people in the space. And I had an amazing response. I had yeses from every single person. I reached out to um, well-known professional speakers. I reached out to um, uh, Nick Gray, who is the founder of Museum Hack. They do awesome um, museum tours in in America. I reached out to Pat Flynn, who is a super well-known podcaster and blogger, um, super well-known in the online business space. And he said yes. Andrew Warner, who's also really well-known in the online business space, I reached out to them and they said yes to me, even though they were saying no to everyone else because of these videos that I put out. And something unexpected happened. I had all these people write to me saying, Christina, I love that video you made for Pat Flynn. That was amazing. That was incredible. You know, how did you do that? And I started to get all these amazing responses from people and that sparked an idea in me. I thought, wow, this is something that people really like. Maybe I could 
teach them how to do that. Maybe I could create a product or a course teaching people how to um, reach out for interview guests, right? It seemed like a brilliant idea at the time. Now, meanwhile, I was becoming somewhat disillusioned with um, my podcast that was for design students. I remember speaking to um, one group of students at a university and I said to them, so tell me about, you know, how do you feel about your presentations? Like what, what's your thought around them? And one student said, oh, well, I've done enough to pass anyway, so I guess the presentation doesn't really matter. And that, that was a, a real light bulb moment for me because I thought, hang on a second, you don't actually care about developing presentation skills because you're not graded on them. And that was and that and that's where I learned something really really important when it comes to business and that is when you pick your target customer your target market they must be a willing to pay for your product or service and b able to pay for your product or service. And what I discovered was that students were neither. They did not want my product and they did not want to spend money on my product or they didn't have money to spend on my product. They'd rather spend it on beer or whatever. So I realized I had to make a shift. And at the same time, I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do this podcasting stuff for, for you know, for podcasters. So I wrapped up the presentation skills for design students podcast. I, so I'd, I'd done that for nine months uh, 39 or 40, 40 episodes I got to, and I decided I would stop and take a break from it and, and just, and pivot and do something different. Now, during all this time I'd been in Europe, I'd been, um, back to the U S went to the first podcast movement conference and spoke there, which was brilliant. And then I went to Thailand and I was hanging out with a digital nomad community, which is, you know, location independent entrepreneurs, which, you know, there's quite a few of them in Thailand. And I was hanging out with a bunch of people there, which was great, great to, to meet with them. Um, and it was there that I started to develop this podcasting, this course for podcasters to help them reach out to other people. Um, and I built this full on course. I did a webinar. I launched it. And I sold one course. Now, that was another mistake that I made when I realized, well, realizing that um, the course that I'd made was so much work for people and people already time poor. Creating a podcast is already a lot of work. No one's going to sign up for an entire full-blown course that teaches them how to do one tiny aspect of that. It just is not sustainable from a time standpoint. So I realized, okay, maybe that's not the best idea either. Anyway, December 2014, I come home at the end of the year and I am broke. I have no money. I'm living with my parents. I'm feeling really down. I want to go back to the US. In fact, I apply for a job at AppSumo and um, almost get the job, but they want someone in the US. So um, so that didn't happen. Um, and I didn't know what to do. And I was, and I felt really lost and I had no structure in my life. Um, and then I realized, and I, and I remember thinking, oh, none of my friends understand me. No one gets me here. Like everyone was asking me, oh, Christina, so you're back. You're going to go back to architecture? And I was like, no, I'm not going to go back to architecture. 
And then I realized, Christina, why don't you just do what you've done in every other city around the world and go and make new friends? So that's what I did. So I started going to more networking events. Um, and then I, I remember at one point someone suggested to me, you know, have you done the NICE program, which is um, a government incentive to help new businesses get off the ground. They You do a small business management course, a short course, 12-week course, and um, the government um, sponsors you for that as long as you can show that you're a low-income earner. Um, I'm not sure if they still run this scheme. I know they definitely don't in the city at RMIT where I did it. It might be in more regional areas. Um, but look, it gave me structure and it helped round out my business education. I learned about business finance. I learned how to read a profit and loss um, statement. I learned how I learned about business insurance and all that other boring stuff that I didn't know, didn't want to learn about, but they made us. And I'm so glad that I did that because it gave me a well-rounded um, education around business. So then I officially launched the C Method in 2015, May 2015. And the new podcast, and this podcast, Standout Get Noticed, was launched earlier than that. It was March 2015. And this is, so I, I pivoted and um, took to what, you know, to what I'm doing now. But even back then, I remember reading my business plan from from back then and um I was saying stuff like I'm going to do I'm going to write LinkedIn profiles for people and I'm going to write about pages for people because what ha- was happening was anytime someone came to me to ask me hey could you do this you know can I pay you to do this every time someone offered me money I said yes and I immediately assumed that that would be a new service offering so one person said to me could you write my LinkedIn profile? I said, yes. And then that became a new service offering. I do LinkedIn profiles. Someone else said, um, can you help me make an about video? I said, yes. And now ta-da, I make about videos. Someone asked me if I could do their website for them. I said, yes. And now I do branding and marketing strategy and websites. Bad idea. <laughs> but when you're at the start of your business, you, you take these opportunities that come to you. You don't actually know where you're going to go or what specifically is going to work best for you, but you just take every opportunity. And then eventually you start to whittle out what are those things that you like and what are the things that that you don't like doing. Turns out I suck at doing websites. Not going to do that anymore. Same with LinkedIn profiles. So since then, I've been gradually growing my business, um, getting more specific about who I help, and getting more specific about, you know, the, the service offerings that I have. Now, I, I, was, I was quite happily growing that business until 2017 and it was the winter of 2017. I remember I was feeling, I remember like I had a really low month, like I made a few hundred dollars in that one month and it was cold, it was dark, I was miserable, I'd stopped going to the gym and I felt like in my business I had plateaued. I felt like I have got as far as I possibly can by myself because I was essentially doing it by myself. You know, I had friends, I, you know, who also ran businesses, but I just wanted someone who was invested in me and who really wanted me to succeed and could help me along the way. And that's when I reached out to my business coach, Farnoosh Brock. Now we had a conversation and I was, and we'd met a number of years earlier. And I always knew if I was going to work with any business coach, it's going to be Farnoosh. 
So I reached out to her. We had a conversation, decided it was a good fit, and um, and I hired her. Now, hiring her was probably the – well, it is. I can say without a doubt it was the most money I've ever spent on anything in my entire life. Um, but it was 100% worth it, and it was – a scary investment to make in myself, but I knew that I needed this this push to get there. And within a few months of working with Farnoosh, I had my first $10,000 client. So to go from making $800 in a month to having one client pay you $10,000, that's a big jump. And from there, um, I've just been continuing to grow and grow um, with, with the business. Now, something that that happened that is worth mentioning, I suppose, is that um, I started dating my now husband, Aaron Heath, and um, during that time we were together, I, you know, people started to ask me about how I grew my podcast, Stand Out, Get Noticed. Stand Out, Get Noticed got so it grew slowly, but in the first year it had 20,000 downloads. Year two, it had 80,000. Year three, it had like 250,000. And it is now at 1.3 million downloads. So what was happening was people were coming to me and saying, hey, how did you do that? Could you teach me how to create a podcast? And I remember thinking, yeah, look, I could, but oh, I don't have the energy to set up a whole other business teaching podcasting. And Aaron said to me, you know what? I'm, I'm in sales. I'm in business development. What if we teamed up and you were the podcast, you know, the experienced podcast guru and I'm, and I work in business development and I help with prospecting and growing the business. And I said, sure, why not? Let's do that. It's, you know, to register a business is like 30 bucks to set up a website costs. Like, I don't know, we, we bought a theme for 60 bucks and set up the website ourselves Nearly killed our relationship, by the way. That's something I would not recommend you do with your spouse. Do not try to create a website that's for your business with your spouse. Um, but we did that and we thought, you know, if no one buys, if no one's interested, then that's fine. We haven't lost that much. And i got to say at the start it was a difficult sell with the podcast business, especially here in Australia. Um, that was back in 2017 and podcasts were still – not super popular. They were just building up. Um, but we continued to persist and we thought, you know what, we're going to be, we want to be the leaders in leaders in the podcast space, especially in Australia. Um, and so we stuck with it and we continued to, to grow that business. And slowly, slowly we picked up traction. Um, and now we, and now it's, it's almost overtaken the C method in terms of the, you know, the number of clients and the amount of revenue that we're generating. So it's been a phenomenal journey um, up until this point. And I could have never have imagined that I would be running two businesses at this point. Um, I never set out to run multiple businesses. I just wanted to do what I do, what I loved, do what I love. And, you know, what I love the most about in, in the work that I do, you know, being able to work with people and help them to learn something new and get out of their comfort zone and achieve something um, that's, that's meaningful to them is, you know, that's the most rewarding part of, of, of the work that I do. And I get to do that in both the podcast, um, in podcast services Australia 
and um, with the C method as well. So that's my story. I'm just checking my notes here. Do I need to share anything else? I don't. I don't really. Um, I don't really know. I guess. Um, you know, I maybe later down the track I'll share with you some some of those lessons, but uh, some you know go more in depth into the the lessons. But today I I wanted to share you know share that journey, and um, you know it's it's always we tend to want to achieve things now. You know, when we start something, we want to start seeing results straight away. Um, but what I've learned is that it, it it does take time and you're never going to know what that thing is right at the start. So many of my passions and achievements and projects and ideas stemmed from me simply talking about it and then um, hearing ideas from other people you know, so I'm a big believer in, you know, sharing your ideas, put it out there, share them with people and see what comes back to you. And from there you can start to build, iterate and pivot. And I have no idea what could happen in the future, but I know that as long as I am, you know, I listen to my intuition and I, and I do what um, feels good for me. And as long as I'm impacting the people that I want to impact, then then I consider that um, a, a huge success at life. So I want to say a big thank you for listening and for those of you watching, um, thanks for watching, um, and I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.